Welcome to the Culture Club podcast, hosted by the Han International School of Business Community, Han International Office, INM Student Point, and the Erasmus Student Network. Um, today I'm joined by Fernanda, Suhaib, and Patrick. Um, please introduce yourselves. Who are you? Hello, thank you for having us today. My name is Fernanda. I'm from Brazil, and I work at the International Office. Hi guys, thank you for having me. My name is Sohaib, I'm 20 years old and uh, I'm a first year international business student. Uh, I'm originally from Syria, but I was born and raised in Qatar and I've been living here since 2016. Um, hello everyone, thank you for having me as well. My name is Patrick, uh, I'm from Vietnam and I'm old. Um, I study communication at the Han and I'm in my last year now. Uh, so today's topic is going to be about freedom of expression on the internet um, and cancel culture. Um, and so, hi, b what was the freedom on the internet like for you when you were growing up before you came to the Netherlands, and how has that changed? Um, well, I remember, like as a as a kid, I used to always use like all the social media platforms available, and back then when Facebook was very big, Twitter, all that stuff. Um, but I do remember at some point that I didn't really care what I was saying. Sometimes I just said a lot of nonsense and I didn't know if I was like insulting anyone or if it was funny or if it was uh, good. To me, it was always like I just said whatever I wanted. But I always knew that uh, at some level in Qatar, where I was at that time, you just don't talk about politics. You can talk about anything except politics because uh, over there, of course, it's very strict. And once you let, once you let out the word, then you can easily be be uh, be caught by by all the cyber police over there um so i always knew like not to touch on that subject but like as a kid yeah i wasn't really interested in politics anyways so i didn't really suffer from it that much but i think if i was to be there right now and 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 you'd ask me the same question i think I'd, my answer would probably be different because then i would kind of feel limited in the sense of that i can't say anything i would like to say which is the case here thankfully yeah so there's there's a big difference in different subjects that you would be able to talk about like yeah that. definitely yeah, there's yeah. there's a, there are a lot of taboos there and it's kind of like socially known or like it's the known that everyone knows you don't talk about these subjects and it's one of the first things they tell you if, if as a newcomer so i remember every single year with when the school year would start we'd have new students coming from all around the world and like we'd always like tell them oh yeah you can just do this and that but make sure you don't do this and that so it's it's kind of like a very fundamental thing to to establish before before uh, surfing the media or internet in this case. Great, and uh, Patrick, how was that for you? You're old, you say, so you probably grew up in kind of the pre-internet phase a little bit. And how did that evolve into having internet around? Yeah, I must say that at the beginning I was like, um, sorry, can so hype. So hype. Okay, yeah, it was like so hype. I didn't really care that much of what I s was saying because uh, part of that was I was immature back then so uh, that was my defense um, and n more and more when I grew up and I involved <laughs> I'm sorry I, I mean I discovered new perspective and met m meeting more people I care about more uh, I discovered new perspective so I care about more about what I say and when I got here it's more free I would say and uh, because it has a um is that um 
um, how say it? like people say speak their mind here rather than oh low context and high context. So I'm from a culture with a high context culture, so we don't really say what we mm, uh, we hint it, but we don't really speak it. Uh, so here it's different. It's um, somehow it's easier. It's less barrier when you want to say something, want to express something. So I think it's good. And the same thing about politics. We don't really speak politics where I come from. Well, actually we do, but it would be a sensitive topic, I would say. And uh, yeah. And and what about it would make that such a sensitive topic? Is it uh, because we have one political party, which is the communist uh, communism party, and um, yeah, and you know how it is. Uh, we don't really can um, say something that can harm. They 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 actually can say that you harm the the government, and they could arrest you for that. And it's still a thing that happening. So yeah, wouldn't say that's a pleasure thing to do. But I have uh, one question for So Hype. Um, you said about that politics is a taboo thing to talk about, but what about religion? I think that's also a big thing, right? Because it's yeah. a co- Islam Islamic country. Yeah. Um, well, it's good you ask because um, actually it's a it's a very strictly Islamic country, and th- I think there's this. It's a it's good to know that within every kilometer, within a radius of every kilometer, there has to be a mosque. It's literally a law over there. So yeah, it just proves how religious it is. So. Uh, it does have certain religious freedoms to some extent. Like if you're a Christian coming from abroad, you do have like churches there, not exactly a church, but like mostly like a hall or a room that's that's being rented by a certain Christian organization to have certain hearings and, and prayers over there. But it, it if you're there as a non-Muslim, I don't think you will feel oppressed in any sense. But uh, you just kind of have to adapt to the to the majority. Like you have to adapt to hearing the call of prayer five times a day. You have to adapt to everyone fasting during Ramadan. You have to adapt to certain, like for example, during the Friday prayer, everything is closed. So uh, as as long as like there's this respect for 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 a certain country's religion, then I don't think it will be uh, you. You will experience any burdens. Uh, yeah. And then from my perspective, if I were to go to Qatar. In what ways would I have to adjust myself from the free, open Dutch way of living to um, fitting in in that country? Okay. Well, I think as a as a guy or as a man, I think it's a bit easier because, um, of course, it's a very masculine culture. So in most cases, you can just like be yourself and do whatever you're used to doing. But uh, you do have to like, for example, uh, I, I can say I, I have this example which I always use, which mostly applies to to women. It's not like you can just you know wear whatever you want and walk outside to the street or go to like with a two-piece bikini and 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 start tanning at the beach because that's just uh, unfortunately not the case. And would I be al- be allowed to go out in my swim shirts? Uh, it depends on in, in in what kind of areas you are. I don't know the exact laws to that, but I think if you're at a beach, then that's totally fine. But you're not really gonna see people walking shirtless through a mall or or wh- what I sometimes see here is I see a lot of people who are just barefoot, like in in, in cities and train stations and all that. And uh, I remember that like coming to a, as a very big shock to me. But like now I've seen it several times i still don't understand why they do it but uh, i i have seen it enough times to 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 not really care and think about it anymore but it's stuff like that you will never see over there and if you do then there's most probably going to be some some consequences so it's it's a ve- there's a very regulated way of living uh, if that makes sense yeah thank you 
And Fernanda, what about you? What what was it, the internet like growing up? Well, I I believe to be the oldest here in the in the in this podcast. But um when I was young, I yeah, there was I think Facebook started 2011 for me in Brazil or something like that. So, I believe that there's a positive and a negative way. I like to see this way because I think unite people when you have the power to get to know people from the same background as yours or if you have a hobby or something, but can be also very mean. And uh, it's very interesting to listen your different, both of you, your different uh, perspectives, because as a Brazilian, for example, bikini and uh, go going yeah, to the swimming pool with a bikini is very normal. And when I relate to social media, I think Brazil, we live in a lot of sense of uh, still in the um, beauty pattern that you have to be beautiful, that you have to post only when you're, you are in, the, in your best moment. And here, when I moved here, I see that people, had the girls, they, had, they have so much freedom. They, they post things without makeup. They are so uh, happy with themselves. They are not afraid to show who they are. And in Brazil, it's kind of dif different because we have a culture of you have to have a beautiful body, you have to have a beautiful hair, you have to have beautiful clothes. And like as the appearance is very valuable. And when you come here, I see, at least from my perspective, I see Dutch girls, they are very um, free with themselves. They are comfortable. They go to places and they value comfort. So for me, I felt, in the perspective of coming from Brazil to the Netherlands, I felt way more free. It's very, very strong. And, and do you think that social media is responsible for bringing that pressure in Brazil? Or is that something that comes from culture itself already? Definitely from the culture itself. I think that the social media makes it more intense because you want to show what you have or who you are and how that's important for you. And people, they, they get lost. And you see that now the reality behind the cameras is a lot of depression or a, a lot of people sick and a lot of people not eating. And that's very difficult. It's, uh, and then you, you wake up um, 10 o'clock in the morning on Saturday, you, you open your social media and you see, you see that the bloggers went to five hours already going to the gym and you want to cry. You say, I'm going to eat the bread then. Because, so because and that's maybe not the reality. They just made that up. So there's a very in interesting line between um, reality and yeah, just, just fake and, and, and what's really real. And I feel that the Dutch social media, um, it's more uh, free about it. That's my perspective. Yeah, I kind of want to ask a follow-up question of about Brazilian uh, social media. So, is there what is, let's say, what is the thing that you say and not to say on social media in Brazil? Because um, what I saw from a, a social uh, on online on the news and everything, uh, the government, the Brazilian government, have a, a lot of heat towards them. So, what is it like talking about the government there in Brazil and outside Brazil? Is that uh, dangerous for you to say that and go back to your country? Because it would be some consequences for me if I actually say it and I'm famous so people hear actually hear what I say and that would be um, something I wouldn't do. 
Yeah, uh, in Brazil, yeah, it's kind of free. You have uh, the, your freedom of speech and expression, and that's what also makes it dangerous because people they lose a little bit the sense of what you can say or of what you can say, and people then they become very violent and aggressive. Of extremely offensive um, and many people are offensive to the president and to the governors and everything but I think as well that um, like the governors they responded also in a bad way they are also replying in aggressive manner and that's very complex so they kind of reply in a not very let's say idealistic way as you expect from a government and that people get more aggressive but yeah of course there's the law that says you cannot say you cannot lie about somebody you cannot uh, create fake news about somebody but if you can uh, if you go against the person you can say bad things about the person but you cannot make up things that's against the law but there's a lot of offensive uh, comments lately not only towards the, the governments but the famous people when they make something wrong and they just go there and they are very they want that's that's the podcast about the canceling right and um and sometimes i think is everybody here good is everybody making everything all right so you point the finger on another person or should we think about educating the other person or are we it's a, not a bit my question for you all is is not a little bit um it's not a coward act to go online when you are anonymous, let's say, you have a private account and go saying bad things to other people that you don't agree. Do you feel like that, that, that enables people doing that more as well? Yeah, I think uh, especially in times like these, if you, don't, if you realize you don't have the freedom to it, to, do, to, to say whatever you want, it's just going to drive you even more into doing so. Uh, like I, uh, if you if if you know that uh, if you create an anonymous account and you can say whatever you want, then you're just gonna do that regardless of what may the consequences be. Because of course we do know that certain governments can trace even the most anonymous of accounts and still still find out who the person behind the screen is. But I think if if you c it's it's kind of like drugs. You know, if it's illegal, people are gonna try even harder to obtain it. Uh, as opposed if it's just like if there's th if the freedom is there and if it's regulated in a moderate way then 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 it won't like be out of hand if you just let people say what they want and make sure it doesn't interfere with uh, any of their freedoms and and it's and if it's like Fernanda said not too insulting because of course we all know there's freedom of expression and freedom of speech but like where do you draw the line and i think that's important to uh, as like a individual or as someone who has critique i think it's important to know what 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 your limits are and not to just speak anything you want because certain stuff can be out of line in some cases and and on social media where do you draw the line um i think it's always important to like whatever you're going to say just make sure you're you're actually standing up for it and like not be anonymous i think it's very important to actually like show you who you are and show what your views are because i think if you're being an anonymous person behind the screens then it can be like like you don't know who's who's the person who's who's advocating for that and in some cases i can understand why it uh, why it happens because people are of course just afraid for their lives they want to s they want to speak their minds but they also don't want to get locked up for their entire life you know so that that's for me it's just like you have to kind of show who you are and 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 stand for what you're what you're saying and not just do it in an anonymous way because 
then it's going to be quite difficult to actually find out who you are, you know? So for me, I think that's where, where the line is drawn. I'm interested to see where other people draw the line. I, th I saw Patrick, maybe you looked like you wanted to, to speak on this. Well, yesterday I had to do some research to prepare for this, and I actually looking for the what is it, the freedom of speech versus hate speech because it's very important to um, you know define and actually hate speech is it illegal? I and what I found out is that it's not actually not illegal at least to the uh, U.S. law. Um, so. Um, in the First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, it says that um, the government cannot arrest you for speaking your mind, but that only um, bound you to, and, oh, sorry, only the government and the government entities that uh, cannot arrest you for that. Mm, however, companies, they can ban you uh, on their platform. For, for, ex for example, if I work for a news station and I say something that go against the regulation of the, my my employer, then I could get fired, but then I won't get arrested. I won't get get arrested. Kind of like what Trump did with Twitter. Um, yeah, and um, that is the whole different topic about how a big com uh, social media company are controlling the world. But here, I just want to say that, okay, I really hate hate speech. I really don't like it. I really think that it's very harmful, but by law, it's allowed. So where do we go from here? Yeah, I would like to um, to think about it because, well, if you talk about racism and when people are talking about yeah, homophobic com comments, for instance, is that not a crime? At least in Brazil, it's a crime, the racism. So if you, if you say a racist uh, comment, because it's, it's a hate comment, right? D that's inside the law. I mean, you can, so it's very, very complex. It's a kind of a gray zone, I, I believe, because, okay, you can speak, you can say what you want, but what if it's inside something against the law? It's being ra racist, for instance. So. Then I would like to raise the example of Geert Wilders, mm -hmm. um, Dutch politician, really against Islam, against Moroccans, against people from Turkey in the Netherlands. And against you in a way um, and he's not saying anything that's against the law the, but I completely disagree with his points and I think that it's completely ridiculous that these things are allowed to be said but then what do we do about that because there's certainly groups of people that think that what he is saying is the absolute truth yeah well uh, I think it's to, to me like of course as a I came here as a Syrian refugee so I already know that if it's up to him, I wouldn't be welcome here. But on the other hand, I'm not really like. I, of course, I do. I, I do think it's a pity that like these ideologies exist, and like the fact that he's this. They're this. Thir I think the, the new elections. They they're the third biggest party in the country. So it proves that there are millions of people who are actually voting uh, on that party and who ha who align their views with with the, with Geert Wilders. But um, yeah, I just think. As long as uh, I can say all I want, like in terms of I don't like it and I don't hate it, but the truth is, is that there are people who think that way, and I don't think it's possible to change them, uh, like overnight. I think it's going to be, I, I, I don't even think it's possible to change them. Period. So. When also I think that Geert Wilders' actions 
do like add to these yeah I, i know definitely i think i think it's uh people usually people when they hear him talk they're always like yes you're right yes you have a point but i think also the majority of his voters are like very conservative and they have this like medieval uh thought in their in their in their mind they still think it's like the 1600s where the dutch had their golden age and were were superior and they still think that i mean not all of them of course but the majority still thinks that they're the superior race it's i i mean sometimes i understand why they say that because like it's their country it's the netherlands they're the people who are living here and we're just immigrants but i think it's not very nice to put it that way because like us the immigrants also add our part to society we also come here to study or to work and we pay our taxes just like every dutch person does and i think that's a, that's a very that's a very difficult thing for them to understand and that's partially why i think they have these ideologies but yeah it's to me it's it's such a pity that that it, that a party like this and a guy like that actually exist but i guess i'm also not really worried because on the other hand there's literally no politician or political party that would like to work with him so i guess i'm safe for now <laughs> yeah it's it's very interesting and i think that i was wondering now okay we have internet that's a place of hate and where people were throwing so many opinions around but how crazy it is to think that also internet should be the place where then we can get information to change our minds then because look if people are being aggressive and and people have this so this strong minded opinions maybe it's not the internet the key to teach people that we have people talking about their issues and maybe trying to create more empathy uh, through stories, through different narratives. And I think that we have a lot of powerful voices of people now that they, they are afraid to say what they think. Some countries, as we, we will listen in the first uh, podcast, uh, Russia, for example, you cannot say what you want because you can go to, to jail. So how powerful is when people talk about it and how people because some sometimes we st we it's kind of our condition to stay in our bubble and um we don't know how many things are happening at the same time in the world so is the isn't it the internet a fast and very uh, accessible way that we can get more information that we can um orient ourselves what do you think about it Well, yeah, for sure. I think if used correctly, then it can definitely be be a good platform. I mean, like, I I haven't li I've never lived in the U.S. or in the U.K. or in Russia, but because of the internet, I do know a lot about the political system there, the culture, how people view certain things. So I think it can definitely be a very educational and 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 learn learnful experience. But of course, you also have ways where it's maybe not used correctly in the sense of that uh, people think that like we all have this stereotype in Russia that if you say whatever you say or anything that's against the government you'd get locked up but do we really know that that's true do did we really experience it uh, so i think it's important to not just uh, like upon doing your research and 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 comparing with other countries i think it's important to to be critical but also not to be gullible and believe whatever you read and and like so like there's always this confirmation bias where you see some, something you you think to yourself oh that's that's how i'm going to think about it so just don't 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 let the internet fool you i guess because like in some cases it it is easy to to just read something and think it's true 
Yeah, just um, thinking about the bubble thing. So even if you don't know anything about Russian culture yet, right, and you uh, see some comment about someone in Russian comment about what is the culture there's like and if you don't like that you choose not to believe that and then you seek for something that more believable and more that that what do you expect about Russia as a country um yeah that's that's my point but I think that even with that there's two different ways of getting into um the internet so there's one way you can um create accurate ideas and, and stories of how things happened but also what you can see is with for example QAnon where people get completely lost in um, some kind of mysterious world that's created on the QAnon is uh, oh, yeah, th in the US the conspiracy theory that yeah. a lot of people <laughs> yeah um, so that can create some kind of whirlpool of craziness as well and how do we deal with that because that's that's there that's out there people are going to see that and that's going to be more attractive to people that already think into that sector okay um it's also related to something that i did my research on yesterday so it, they, they talk about hate speech and because it's not illegal because it's just a speech but since that speech uh, will provoke the crowd on doing committing something illegal then that would be um, that would be illegal as well so if um, a leader of the KKK party just talking shit about other races in the meeting that's technically not illegal but then they point at uh, a person and say attack him and that 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 would be an Ill illegal act so I think all the craziness in the USA if they just stay in the community and talking with each other, I would not love that, but technically it's not illegal. But since they started to storm the Capitol and that's an illegal act, they committed that crime. So that's, um, I think that's where we draw the line. What do you think? Yeah, that's interesting. I, w I was listening. I was also thinking about um, what you said about um, the creating accurate content and i think what's accurate then because it's so subjective because well if i have my point of my point of view i would think that that's the the whole truth and we are full of people with their whole truth in inside and um, sh shouldn't we be more neutral then trying to because yeah personally i like to make an exercise to always read the two sides of all stories i i have and because even when you have a very strong point, you can read, may, maybe make your point stronger when you read more against, but sometimes you, you can even change your mind or you can say, well, I understand your perspective, I respect it, but I have my point of view. And that's an, an exercise that a lot of people, they don't do because it costs a lot of energy, because sometimes you're angry to read things you don't like. And for me, the, this whole topic about freedom is very strong because for me, respect walks very close to freedom and i would not like to hear people talking to me things on internet when i put in my in place on famous and governors i think how difficult it is because i never do things with people that i don't like them to do with me and but people are not they are losing maybe the sense of empathy are they more angry you guys also think that what's happening that people are more angry lately
I think it's good you say that in the in the in the case of um, what's it called? It, it, I think it's very. It should be very normal to to change your mind because a lot of people uh, they don't like to change their mind because most most cases they already know what you f you stand for, and if they hear you change your mind, they think it's like a sign of weakness, and I think that's definitely not the case. Like sometimes you just you know acquire and read new information, and I think it should be very normal to change your mind about it because like if you don't have the facts, then you don't really know if you're right or wrong. So I think it, it should be like very, it should be normalized. It's what I'm trying to say because uh, it, it 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 can be very dangerous if you still have the same views even after reading contradicting evidence that that don't align with your views. So yeah, in that case, I think it's very. It, it should be something that we as a as a society should ac should be more accepting towards. But also like the people themselves should not feel like they have this pressure to change their mind they should just do it if they if they feel like they really need to i think we should have our own opinion i think we should have something that we believe in so would, that would make our characteristic and i think that respect and manners is what makes you respect other opinion as well. So you should know that there are people, there are other people that think different like uh, than you, and it doesn't mean that they are wrong. That doesn't mean that you should bash them. And um, I, I really like this quote from um, Robert Reich. He's an econ economist and also a professor in the USA. He said that the best way to learn something is to talk to people that who disagrees with you. And because that forces you to sharpen your views and test your views even. And in the end, you might come out differently. And I think that's a very interesting. I know it's a hard process to learn, to listen, and try to understand people that say different things that, um, that you don't think that's true or that's right or that's moral even. But they have that there's a reason they have those kind of opinion especially uh, when Trump was still uh, the president, you can see people who really, really loved him and the people who really think he's, yeah, terrible. Yeah, that's the word. I, I really <laughs> don't want you to censoring my, my, my vocabulary. Like, beep, 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 president. That's where you stand. Yeah, I completely agree. I think this quote is very strong. And I think that why can't we just respect the others like okay we don't have the same opinion here but why can we not live in peace why you have to be aggressive against a person that doesn't have the same opinion as yours because we cannot we have to consider that sometimes i have my background right i have my life and you have your life you have your background and for some reason some actions for you it's it's very normal right it's very is the correct and maybe because i came from ex I'm a woman and I have a completely different background. It's right for me to take another actions. Inside of, inside of course, the respect and the loss, but shouldn't it be okay that you have yours and I have mine? Why do people are so aggressive against each other? If you, you know, they, they don't tolerate. And I think tolerance is a word that we should have to also learn more to use in our life, to, to have tolerance towards another people. I really think it depends heavily on education because from my country, we never, uh, me as a student, we I never thought about uh, how to debate, how to actually 
how to say it, uh, discuss, right? Uh, and usually, there if there's a discussion or debate online, people usually just personally attack the person. They base on okay, you are a student. What do you know? You don't make as much money as, as I do. You don't what you stay at school. You know those kind of things. They make those as arguments, and that's not how a discussion should go. So they don't know how to start a even to have to have a, a normal discussion, a, a contribu contribution discussion. Yeah. Um, so that's where the hate speech come from. So they just. Uh, bashing other people because they don't know how to um, provide um, proof and arguments to the, the the debate to the discussion, and I think yeah that that's why that's why they cannot understand no they they cannot like I said they don't cannot have even have a normal discussion so how could they understand other point of view you know I think it's hard and I'm not sure how about. Yeah, I, I really agree when you said that it's it has a lot to do with education because, I mean, if you don't teach someone a certain thing at a young age, then you can't really uh, expect them to, to, to be able to apply it in the future. And I think we're a, a lot of us, we're just born naturally very stubborn and we always want people to align their views with ours and not the other way around. And I think that's kind of where there's an issue because a lot of people you know they just don't change the they they don't they if they're not educated on it or they don't receive any other insights or they're just very close-minded and i think that's where that's where the problem is because uh if you're th that type of person then you rest assured these these views are not going to change and you're just going to hold these certain views and ideologies for the rest of your life and i think that's that's also where where like the, uh, something like education can bring a change to because if you just teach them at a very young age then it's something they will just use for the rest of their lives and of course that's not i don't think that's going to apply for everyone but it will definitely reduce the 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 amount of stubbornness and it would definitely make people more more tolerable in the long run and i think that's something that uh, governments should look into and 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 re and, and start and start implementing um that but the thing is, some people, when you know them, they are a really nice person. But for example, you talk about politics, you will they will have a different color that you don't even think that they would be that kind of person. So the key is that education, it doesn't mean that they are bad people. They just don't know how to make a conversation um, effective one. And uh, I think that is very important to learn that at a young age. So you know how to mm, yeah how to have a effective one a, a discussion how to contribute to your arguments and also know how to listen to other yeah thank you for all the insights into the, the in discrimination on the internet and freedom of expression in that um for now i'd like to go a little bit more into cancel culture so um do you have any experiences with it that you'd like to point out or things that you completely disagree that someone got completely cancelled away and lost their job their dream um, of that happening well uh, this the uh, this is the very recent example I can think of uh, some of you may have heard that recently the uh, some of the top football clubs wanted to initiate the European Super League and the pr main reason, th or the main person behind that was Fiorentino Perez, who is the current chairman and owner of Real Madrid. And 
eventually there was a lot of pressure on him to disband the whole thing because of course it was all being done out of greed and all the all the big clubs wanted to just make more money and they didn't care about the fans they didn't care about what other people thought so it was literally the shareholders acting in their benefit and i think now uh, a, f a few days ago they also it literally lasted two days and, and after that they announced that the majority of the clubs pulled out of the deal so that meant that pretty much Florentino Perez was alone now and a lot of people even his own fans are now turning against him and trying to so to speak cancel him so he steps down as the chairman uh, and like that's a very recent example I can think of and I understand that eventually why people did that because like they just acted out of greed and they only cared for their own wallets and they didn't in inquire with other supporters they didn't ask them what they think because essentially the football it's all about the supporters so that's i think what sparked a lot of rage under under not just the football supporters but sports in general because of course we know it's the biggest sport and uh you, you don't do something like that without without any input from the fans you know so i, th I thought it was actually a nice nice thing to see because uh now we have football again and the Super League was disbanded. So although the, the cancel culture has kind of a negative name to it, it can also be used to have a positive impact. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they're not, gonna, they're not getting cancelled for no reason. There must be some reason why, why, as to why it's happening. I mean, that's why it's important, like we just talked about, you have to find out the facts, you have to know what's right or wrong. And eventually that's going to be for you to decide whether you think it's a good or bad thing. But in some cases it can have a positive effect like in my opinion it did with 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 the european super league but in some other cases it can have a negative effect and i think fernanda has something to say about that yes yeah, interesting about the entertainment uh, part because i think that now during the pandemic we have a lot of more contact with uh with the entertainment and in brazil we have a case now from a program called big brother a dutch program by the way and i think people are are at home they are very involved with the program and there was a woman that she was el eliminated i think with billion one billion of, of 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 people voting on the internet for her to leave the house with i think she was eliminated with 98 percent of the votes and but the thing is she she was on every news of Brazil, it was the biggest, sh I think she was even bigger than Bolsonaro for one or two weeks in Brazil. Everybody was talking about it, literally everybody. And she was uh, threatened when she left the house. They have to have private securities. They, she had kids and they were threatening her kids and she uh, was facing racism. And then you think, okay, but you cannot agree with the person, right? I completely understand that. I, when I was watching it online, her, the videos of she was very aggressive, she was being racist, and she was being very mean in the program. But that gives you the, 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 yeah, the freedom to go there and say bad things for her kid of nine years old or say that she should die. or Isn't that, that insane as well? Can you not just don't agree and don't follow her on the internet? Or don't pay her, she's a singer, and not pay her CD or don't pay her, her concerts? Shouldn't be that already be the biggest punishment for an, uh, an artist, for example? So, yeah, people cross this line and that's dangerous to be... And, and then comes the depression, comes and now the woman is cancelled. Nobody wants to hire her. She's paying a price, of course, 
but that doesn't give you the space to go and tell her that she want yeah that th people, people want her to die, die. That's, that's very strong. strong so so she's paying a price but the price is way too high for for her yeah. actions in reality she's paying literally the price like, like not not, not having money yeah. enough that's and paying the price of her figure she's going to have to have a very good public relations to to clean her image her reputation um but it's it's but i also think well she's a, a human shouldn't we give another chance that people shouldn't change and can they look at their actions and think okay i was wrong but i want to get better i i ask myself those questions because even if i'm very against it are we not also um we cannot also make mistakes and everybody but we are not public so we don't have you we don't pay this price maybe a friend will not talk to you for one week but that's the price right and you can fix things but when you receive criticism for people that you don't even know how are you gonna make it make it up um unfortunately i don't really know who is she or what is the show that you were talking about but from my, my understanding is that she has delivered a lot of hate speech um on the platform and now she is cancelled and receiving a lot of hate from other people and yeah her situation is very unfortunate for her but i think that should be the case the example that you also shouldn't be that extreme especially when you are uh delivering speaking to a lot of people so you should considering the consequences as well because I don't say that she deserved that completely, but you should try to avoid that much. Uh, that to not to be that extreme, that hateful uh, on the internet or, or in public in general. For sure, and I think that it's very hypocrite to be aggressive and hateful with her because she was she was aggressive. It's how crazy it is! So people are making exactly the same what she did. So should we? Is that the correct way to 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 punish people doing exactly the same? I I also think like as a celebrity, of course, uh, more people are would be able to view your thoughts and in this case her hate speech. So that probably also played against her. You know, like I think if it was just a normal woman down the street who just said something like that, I don't think she was going to be cancelled and attacked by millions of people. But yeah, I also think a lot of, uh, well, I think in this case, peer pressure is also a very, uh, uh, worked a lot in her, against her favor, because like, I think, I assume a lot of people follow that show and a lot of people talk about it. So if they see, oh, my friend uh, tweeted this at her, then I'm going to do the same because they'll feel like we're in the same group. We have to, we have to do that because we watch the same show and we don't agree with her. So we'll just do that. And I think once people kind of start seeing that there's like this domino effect where people just keep on doing it and sending more hate speech and in that case yeah it's it's very hypocritical like you said to end up that way but you can't say that she couldn't she didn't see it coming you know so that's very unfortunate but uh like me also i don't know the show and i don't know the the celebrity but from like what i hear it's i think maybe it was a bit too far um, and I also want to contribute to that is that um, now the cancel culture it's a new thing to us as a species actually so we are very new to the whole social media technology even after 10 years it's still a new thing because we exist on this earth for 100,000 years 
So this new thing, we can constantly have to debate and make a new decision, new regulation about it. Because right now, the canceling uh, culture is also based on the big company as well. So, if, for example, if um, an employee make some race, made some racist uh, post or saying on the internet, and the company find out about it, they fire that person. But the thing is, some people think that doesn't relate at all to his to that person to his or her skills. For example, he um, again a coding a coder, right? She's really good at coding. He or she, sorry, but that person is made a racist joke for instance and then that person got fired for that is that uh the right thing to do i, I i'm not the person to, to say um a lot of people agree with that decision to fire that person but other people that say that you shouldn't do it because it's a waste of the talent so we i think what we should do now is that okay the big company they should have a pattern they should have um I'll say it like they cannot change this decision all the time because it's uh it's not uh, con the consistency is important and also we I think constantly talking about it draw new lines into this uh, matters I think is very important as well. Um, uh, we have we may have a lot of uh, differences uh, about these topics. I I'm, I'm sure I'm sure we all have a lot of different opinions about it. But con constantly talking about it is the way to find a solution, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, Yeah, I, I agree. But I also, when it comes to, when it comes to, when you're talking about punishment, don't you think as well that if you don't give a punishment to a person that's racist, racist in a company, that, other, that gives a space to other people be as well? Keep being. If there's no no punishment how people will change how are you going to change that because I, I mean i don't suffer for that but i can imagine the pain and how much we have to explain ourselves and um doesn't matter when people make jokes that it was a joke in in the person's mind that made the joke but if you hurt somebody that that's the main thing doesn't matter if it was a joke or not the, the result of the the people feeling sad and and hurt is the same. How, How are we going to change that if there is no punishment? I'm not saying that we don't need punishment. Okay, that that's a good thing that you break it down because we need to break it down and say, okay, that's a bad thing. Everybody agreed that. So how are we going to punish that person? Fire firing them is that a, a good decision? Okay, six people agree. For the four, the other four doesn't agree. So maybe there's another better solution, but. That's why we need to talk about it. That's why we. Uh, that's that's why I, I'm joining this because it's a a very interesting uh, topic. Because sometimes, actually, sometimes I do agree with the people that um, disagreeing with the decision to firing a person, and sometimes I do agree. So it based on my opinion. Okay, that what person that what that person has done has done is that offend me or not? So then it's based on feelings and emotion of mine. So very yeah. interesting, very interesting. And just to compliment, maybe I would, what it comes to my mind is I believe that they have to be punished. That there must be a, a punishment, maybe not firing. I don't know the case. There are many different cases. But what I think that would be interesting is education. Put this person to put to every weekend for one year, give classes to kids about that subject. 
teach and then it, it's upon every weekend you have to wake up seven o'clock in the morning go to your community and make a presentation about hate about racism don't you think that then we would change then you we use the person to change maybe our society and we don't take the person out of the job but there's a lesson it's not a maybe a win-win i don't know If it changes his views, then it would definitely be a win-win. So, yeah, in, in this case, I definitely agree that there should be some kind of action undertaken to, to ensure that uh, it does not occur again, but also to ensure that the person is, is, is educated on a certain thing. And then, in turn, that person can also educate other people and set a good example. So it, 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 it just decreases the risk of such thing happening again. And like you said, firing is indeed not always the best option. So that's why you just have to review each case and, and find out what the context is and what's at play w and, and, and then undertake your action. So you know that you've made the right choice. That's great, yeah. Thank, thank you all for bringing all the different perspectives and views and opinions into it again. Um, and the for what I see is the most important things that we should focus on in this case about freedom of expression on the internet and cancel culture is we should be more tolerant to each other. Not just if someone has a different opinion, go straight into that, but be able to have that person be there, let their opinions and values be there and let it not affect you that much. Um, and education instead of fighting and discussion. So thank you all for being here today. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you to our guests for being here today. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode. If you have any questions, comments, or if you'd like to be a guest on our podcast, you can email us through community.isb.han.nl. Make sure to follow us on Instagram to stay updated.